0: Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Tearcast, uh, as again, your host, Mikey Campos, the, the proud manager and frustrating manager of the Spitting Llamas, and today here with me, I have a fired up guest who is known to be chaotic in our league in the past two years. Uh, I'm going to welcome the manager of Commander Chaos, or is it Chaos Commander, uh, Chris here to today's podcast. Chris, how you doing today?
1: Doing good. Ready to go, Mikey
0: ready to go all right my man so what we're going to do is we're going to start off here by doing the recap of last week's matches uh, so to fire it out we have paul's household names taken on and beating tony's team 88 to 76. we have nicholas's hall and oat fields taken down of course the lonely 0 and six kimbo's team 99 to 76. We have Commander of Chaos yourself, Chris, being triumphant in a very low-scoring match, 73-67, against the Lonely Tale of Swifts. We have the Poop Emoji again getting lucky and biting out another win to go 3-3 against Andre's uh, Show Me the Mooney to now go 1-5. We have our reigning champion, Kite, Alan Furpenny, again getting another victory to go 5-1 Uh, to go 104-90 over over john's team and then we have the the biggest matchup of the week which was taras menage tua uh, beating myself the spinning llamas 123 to 110 uh chris in this week's matchup uh, including yourselves, is there any takeaways you took from week six in our league and in fan in real life football as well
1: Yeah, i just want to say don't lose hope you got a good team the scores will lean your way soon enough just stay with it don't do anything drastic and you'll be okay
0: yeah, I, I really like. I, I'm gonna try. Like, I I really don't want to talk much about my team as the host. Like, I, I want to keep it for for the people that come on the pod and and generally about the whole league. But uh, it is really really frustrating to be in this position uh, where you are a two and four losing record team, uh, but yet here I stand with the most points four in the league, uh, probably one of the more consistent teams. And it's frustrating because you know like. You can't control, you have no control of who your opponent's uh, going to be that week, and you can't control how much points they put up. The only thing you control is your own fate, your own lineup, your own roster. And usually when you're in a position like this where you're 2-4, you think, oh, you got to wheel and deal, make some changes, get some new players, fresh faces. But when you do have like a consistent high-scoring performance, like what do you do in this position? Like, I, I, I don't think I can do nothing but just stay coarse and, and hope for the best at this point.
1: I Man, don't don't worry about talking about your team. You're you're running this podcast now. It's it's your show. You can you can kind of do what you want. But no, I I agree. You've uh, you've got a good team. You can't control what anyone else is going to do, and you're putting up points. And uh, I I mean, I hate to say it, of what's going to happen to you th- this coming week. But one reason I'm fired up is because I get a few pieces back, and things are looking up for me. I I'd, I'd like to thank Steve for giving me this win this past week. It was. Um, exhilarating down to the wire. Didn't didn't think it would happen, but um, the fact that he made an absolutely fantastic trade by getting rid of uh, Ramondre Stevenson for Mike Williams was amazing. Steve, you're a great manager. Keep up the good work. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about Herbert completing 35 plus passes and two of them going to Mike Williams. You got yourself a stud on your hands, but
0: yeah i like i have williams in our dynasty league and i i I can understand from his point why he would want to do that in the sense that he has depth he was expecting jt to come back he would probably want somebody to pair up with aj brown there um but like simply the fact of like you know he can have a league winner and Ramondre stevenson literally that can be playing with him like that could be Uh, an absolute trio of a a force with Swift, Taylor, and Ramondre going forward. And he kind of gave that up for a guy who's been famously known to be hot and cold throughout the season. Um, He literally has played in in all six games. He has three games. This is Mike Williams, by the way, that I'm talking about. Uh, In three games, he has had over 113 yards. And then there was three games where he went uh, under 17 yards. So it's the true, true definition of being hot and cold. And he unfortunately kind of experienced uh, the cold side of that this week. Um, But talk a little bit more about your team, Chris. Like uh, you, you said you know you have some key pieces coming back. That uh, you know you're getting it, of course, when you come up against me this week. But uh, you also lost some pieces. Like how does it feel to to kind of see now that you have AJ? uh, Sorry, and Marquise Brown kind of probably lost for the most of the season now at this point as well
1: yeah, definitely, definitely a huge loss. but that's kind of part of the reason why I went out and got Hopkins um, because I you know, I didn't know how that was going to play out with him continuing um, to be that successful uh, when he came back, and obviously the six games I had a good sample size. but, um, I just wanted to see how things played out and then the redundancy built in that if one of them did get hurt, that you knew that the other one was going to be kind of a surefire wide receiver one. So that's kind of why I did it, And with the running back depth that I had, um, felt like it was a little bit of a necessary deal. It's unfortunate that he went down and obviously that you know, wasn't uh, the main uh, predictor on that. But uh, um, I'm excited for Hopkins to kind of come back and um, see if uh, he can return to form a, a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with... You know him getting, you know eight, eight, eight receptions a game for sixty yards and a TD. Like I'll be, I'll be fine with that when given the rest of my team. I think that uh, um, would support me. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to you know possibly get Prescott back. Uh, Jacobs was on a buy for me last week, and Hawkinson was too. So, and you've lost Hurts uh, for this this coming week and Cook. So I'm I'm feeling good about this. And I looked at my schedule down the road, and I. I've got some good matchups coming up. I I feel like I'm going to go on a little bit of a run here and win like, you know, four or five or something like that. So that's why I got to, you know, thank Steve once again for giving me this win instead of two and four being three and three in a little bit better position.
0: Yeah, like the, the definitely with your team like bringing Prescott back. Like he, we'll see how he performs his work uh first week back since the injury. Like hopefully he can good, but like to be honest, I think anybody at this point can be better than what Stafford's been putting up. Uh so I'm pretty sure you're very happy to dump him off. Um but the the other thing that's cur- like that's notable about your team uh obviously marquise brown has gone down but uh some of the management you would have had with probably having hopkins and and marquise brown but then you also have johan Dotson and and you have terry mclaurin as well so like you know two receivers from the same team uh which is pretty interesting like obviously it's easier with marquise brown being out but a little bit of like pick it, who like who do you pick and choose to put in your lineup on a week-to-week basis when these guys are so close in the range.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've struggled a little bit with in the early part of the season here, Just just because some of the decisions I have made to put guys in and then someone else on the bench goes off has probably contributed to a couple of my losses. Um, so it's been a little bit difficult, but I I find that to be a good problem to have as opposed to kind of trying to hunt, hunt people on the, on the waiver wire every week, which guys do pop up, uh, but that now you're bidding against the rest of the league for, for their services. So it's, it becomes a little bit of a crapshoot, and I don't really want to, didn't really want to rely on that. So, um, injuries are going to happen too. So I just wanted to build, build in some, some depth, but, uh, um, talking and, and trying to trade with some of some of the guys across the league. Um, they obviously don't value my guys the same way, the same way I do, even though they've been. Um, I think I think all of them are, are legitimately good football players. whether they've produced in fantasy purposes is is kind of different. Um, and I don't think I can say the same for a lot of the, some some teams and some guys on, on those teams. so um, i'm 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 happy with my team and I, I like the direction it's going.
0: Yeah, well, 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 I'll definitely say that. Like after the draft was done, I guess the biggest, uh, like you know, maybe mockery you got on your team was just the abundance of running backs you drafted. Uh, Mm -hmm. To the wide receivers, but like looking at it, like, you know, we were all kind of in shock of like, you know, taking Saquon fifth overall, like really putting a lot of faith that he's like fully healthy and good to go. But that looks like that was an absolute great pick now at this point, like really seeing what he's done in the first six weeks of the season. And then I think one of the biggest values. That a lot of people kind of shied away from in that like quote unquote uh, RB dead zone is like how amazing actually Josh Jacobs has been so far in this offense. Uh, he's been he's been a real stud uh, back there uh, and a workhorse as well. And I I'm pretty sure majority of people were when was not expecting that, but for some reason you you really saw that and you I think you got a home run on both Jacobs and and Barkley there, which is which is definitely like two bright spots on your team for sure.
1: Yeah, I just uh, give a little bit of a a shout out to to Tadas. There is definitely no running back committee in Las Vegas. And I just want to point that out. And so you're aware of that. And so you know um, there's no running back committee in Las Vegas. Just make sure you you got that point.
0: Well, as as somebody who did draft White, uh, there was a glimmer of hope of that, but as he was dropped, there uh, definitely like he's he's the true work back there. <laughs> uh, so yep. kudos to you on that pick for sure. Uh, you did touch a little bit on on you know giving Steve some shit on that trade to give away Stevenson um, for Williams. And uh, it's funny because last week on this pod, me and Danny touched about like the lack of trades that has happened so far in this league. And I guess people were listening because this is the most active in trades we've had all season, uh, both in Dynasty and in our main Monday mornings tiercast league. Uh, I know you had strong words for that specific trade, but is there any other trades or even on that one specifically too that kind of stood out to you uh, in either league?
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually a little jealous about all the trades that are that are going on. I've been trying to work deals in the background, and some managers are, just seem to be too sensitive to their players and are taking offense to the offers and, and not returning any counter offers. And I'd like to remind everyone, you never you always over ask on your first on your first trade offer, and then you kind of work your way work your way down or work your way to um, come to an agreement between it. So. Um, yeah, I know. There's there's some guys that just need to uh, you know look themselves in the mirror a little bit and uh, open themselves up to the realities of their own team. So I'm not going to name names, but uh, um, John, you gotta you gotta figure it out over there, bud.
0: <laughs> well, this is kind of on on like parallel to what uh, what Danny was kind of saying was uh, how people value their own players and and how lopsided trades can be. And to your point, like I agree. Like you you always come in with the trade of. Usually a little bit more favorable on your side, but you counter with something that you can see that's reasonable. Um, it's just trade adequate. We kind of touched base on that last year, and and we kind of touched base a little bit last week on it with like how we changed the keeper rules that may have affected how we value trades. Like you personally seem frustrated with uh, you know your your conversations with people regarding players and trades. Have you kind of seen that maybe the changes we made? In the keeper rule, affecting how you wheel and deal now?
1: Yeah, I, I can see it coming into play a little bit, but the you know the recent trade for that was between um it was that Danny and and John for like Javante Williams and Tyler Boyd. Like to me, that was just kind of a nothing burger. Um, you're not going to keep Williams in the in the first round, and even Mooney and Boyd, they're you know, Boyd's. the third guy in his offense and and Mooney's not getting, you know, really anything in in the Bears offense. So it's like, it's like kind of a moot trade. Didn't really, didn't really move the needle on, on too many things. Um, The interesting trade that Steve made with Kimbo kind of, kind of just set the price a little bit for like decent RBs, like not even, um, you know, anything in the top 10, like Mixon's can be a top 10, but he's kind of sitting in the RB two tier. And that was basically a three for one trade, like three decent players going, um, going back to Kimbo. And which I think was a little bit of um, good movement on his part with, with those guys. So um, I don't know. How, how did, how did, you feel about that one? Because that's, you know, you know, Ayuk, London and, and Robinson for effectively, you know, Mixon um, seems a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy for me.
0: Uh, so uh, we might have a little bit different thoughts on this. Uh, so you think that Kimbo won, won the trade here between Steve and, and himself?
1: I mean, I, I know what Steve's trying to do because he's he's had had some depth that way. But, I mean, you basically told the rest of the league that uh, a top 15 RB is worth three decent uh, players, which I, I think uh, it makes it hard for, for people to, uh, you know, trade those guys I, I don't know it's just um it, it seems like uh it was a little bit lopsided for me
0: yeah yeah I, like uh i think mixon's going to have brighter days i know he's kind of had a sluggish start uh to the season um but he's had the, the volume is there uh, i think this offense in whole has come sluggish to start the season uh he's still a technically in our ppr league he is a an rb12 uh my my issue with Kimbo on that is he like with London, Robinson, and Ayuk. We've seen Robinsons kind of fall off already uh, the last mm. couple of weeks, and and we're seeing now Etienne get a bigger workload, and I, I think we're seeing the product of that that Achilles injury and the recover and the, and coming back from it kind of catch up to him now. Uh, Ayuk did blow up this this week, but again, like he hasn't really done that all season minus this week, and unfortunately with Drake London. Uh, it's just it's just there's it's actually the lowest uh passing offense in the whole entire league, even worse than Chicago. Mariota throws the ball and attempts to throw the ball even less than what Fields does, which is like horrendous to even think about. So it's really unfortunate. Like as talented as Drake London is, like as long as Mariota's on the helm, which it seems like he will, because they're succeeding with that. It, he's gonna he's only gonna have he's gonna be very touchdown dependent on his game. Um so Kimball did get some pieces that he could probably just fill in Drake London might be a decent keeper next year depending on how that offense looks but you know Kimble's at Kimball's at and six he's gonna he's gonna have to fight for yeah something. he's
1: he's look he's look he's looking towards next year and, and and London robinson you know could be could be keepers and and give him options but it it, it did make his team a little bit better I guess because his situation was was pretty dire um yeah but I I I see what Steve was was trying to do but uh yes still that that price for you know decent RBs has just gone up in my opinion across the league
0: I think Steve made that Steve did make this trade after he gave away Stevenson correct yes yeah so I think it's him making up for it which like in, in in like now looking at it as a whole He probably would have been better off just keeping Stevenson and then keeping Iuke Robinson in London instead of getting back essentially just Williams and Mixon.
1: Yeah. Stevenson's upside is, is, is huge. I mean, Harris um, is probably coming back, but he still has, you know, carries a lot of injury risk and Stevenson's kind of running away with it. But even, even just in the short term picture, again, uh, Steve was at two and three and, Ramondre coming into literally one of the best matchups he could have walked into against against the browns um is going to win that week move to three and three and then he can kind of cruise cruise a little bit i know i know eight teams make make the league but um you don't want to leave things to the last couple weeks and uh, you know have a coin flip to make the playoffs
0: yeah looking at it too i, I think he was probably better off both these trades i know that he's had rough weeks, but again, obviously Swift and JT should come in back, which is a huge significant boost to his team. Uh, even like Lamar should have better weeks than what we've seen him in the last couple. Uh, he just should have held course, and especially how the standings are in our league. Like he he, It's too early in the season for him to kind of maybe panic. I don't know if these were panic trades from him uh Steve when you uh when you listen to this uh podcast maybe just let us know you know did you do it because you 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 were you know influenced by the fact that you have a losing record and you you felt like you need to make some changes uh let us know your thought process of of why you made these trades because we would be kind of curious to know um yeah. We I want to touch a little bit on the dynasty league. Uh, usually we don't touch too much on it. Uh, we haven't really seen too much action, but we saw two trades in the dynasty league that I think kind of speaks that now there's two teams kind of out for the out for the racing this year and looking towards the future. Uh, we saw Andre give away Mixon to Jimmy for a future first round and third round pick, uh, and we gave uh, we saw Danny give away Aaron Jones and Daniel Jones uh, for a 24 first a 23rd fourth and then donovan people's jones um any takeaways on those trades you think there's uh any winners and losers there and you know thoughts of like do you also think these guys are doing that too pretty much telling the league that you know they're 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 pretty much done for the racing this year and they're just going to look for the future as well
1: oh absolutely that's just that's just mailing it in right there those are those are Couple good players going back for for future draft considerations, and I, I from from my understanding on on the on the dynasty league is like you're just literally picking up, you know, draft picks, which are literally the incoming draft players for the next year. So that's that's taking an an, an arrow and, and shooting it into the dark and hoping you get something for those for those good players. And it's it's just the long NFL season, and I, I, I think this a little, a little too early to be mailing it in like that.
0: I agree. I, I think it's too early for them to do that. Like especially. Like you know, I can okay, losing record for Andre sure two and four, but so is most. Of Boy, the
1: Andre team. Andre Andre's losing a lot these days,
0: yeah. but like Danny's three and three with a really deep team. i'm I'm kind of surprised that he's throwing in the towel kind of already this season. Like, you know, myself, even in this dynasty league, I sit at two and four, but like, I'm still guns blazing for this year, like still lots of season left. I'm just, I I, I was expecting these kind of trades, maybe a little bit closer to the deadline, but I'm kind of surprised we're seeing it already this early into the season. Uh, but I wonder if this sets precedent to now what the value is of what we're seeing for picks uh, going towards the dead. Uh, I think for Mixon, you know, okay, Andre gets a first and a third for Mixon. You know, what? that's not bad. Third's pretty much garbage, but to get a first, the only problem is is what pick Jimmy's gonna have. So that that's a crapshoot, like you said. Who knows? But yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's a little too early to throw it in the towel there, uh, especially since we're only we're we're officially not even halfway through the season yet um any other takeaways on the trades that uh that we've seen so far
1: um yeah and then then the other trade what was that between paul and and kimbo uh kind of getting getting Lockett in that deal um on on our side um what was that
0: oh that was kite and paul yeah, oh, D- yeah. danny was danny was kind of butthurt on that yeah kite got kirk and dj Moore, while paul got Lockett and and wilson um any? Yeah I, right?
1: yeah, I mean, uh, more you'd like to you know see be doing a little bit better, but there's there's just no signs in the Carolina offense of any wide receiver. Um, going to be succeeding outside of McCaffrey and Kirk was a nice was a nice highlight through the first uh, couple of weeks and um, kind of falling back down to earth a little bit, but still getting I guess the lion's share of, of work in that offense, which I, I think could still still be there down the road. So Kirk's a little bit more a little bit more of an upside play and and, and Lockett uh, in in Seattle, you know, he's he's a little bit of a roller coaster up and down um, each week. So I can see what he what he was trying to do, but uh, um, yeah, it seems seems like kind of a little bit of a, a lateral move between both teams and um yeah i don't mm-hmm. really have too much more to say on that
0: yeah the, on, the only thing i can say is like th- this trade's pretty much done with a hundred percent kite with the hope that dj Moore gets traded with all the rumors going on in carolina right now yeah because, uh, if more does get traded to you know at least a, a more let's be real any team that's better than that often <laughs> right now um then that can be a win for kite. So I, I can see that's the that's the reason and, and and a doable reason to do a trade like that. Um all right, so since we are doing this pod on the Tuesday and tonight is waiver wire, uh is there any notable free agents on the waiver wire that is interesting to look at who might have put a fab bid on uh, or you see the league maybe putting a big fab on after this week's uh games?
1: Yeah, I, I think I mean Drake's probably your most your most obvious one. I think a few guys will get get in on him. Uh, kind of remains to be seen what's really going on with Dobbins and, and how much longer his his recovery um, is going to play into his, his playing time. So he's he's probably the number one guy going going after. And yeah, I'll, I'll I'll toss some bucks at him and see see where everybody else is is at. But other than that, it's. Uh, it's pretty barren out there. That's, that's that's all I gotta say. You're t- taking real shots in the dark um, at uh, the rest of the uh, rest of the, the waiver wire. There, maybe some interesting defense pickups, but uh, yeah, you never know with those.
0: Yeah, like again, our our league is pretty good at being jumping on top of things uh beforehand like me and Gino that uh some people have to be vocal (laughs) about (laughs) but oh
1: I was I was I was I was salty about that and I was yeah Danny was
0: pretty butthurt about that too but uh, you know what maybe it's not that bad now that you know that uh Dak is coming back right because you probably end up playing him
1: yeah, exactly. And and I, I might have been inclined, if I, if I had gotten Gino, I might have been inclined to just keep him on for, for another week. So you would have had to pick up some some other scrub and uh, play against me that way. But I'm, I'm still confident in, in our matchup. So uh, not too worried about you over there.
0: Yeah, you mentioned on Drake, like, I can see somebody uh, putting a big you know, price on tag on him, but it's just it, it it's it's bad. Like, you know, obviously Dobbins is coming back. There is a little bit of a concern about his knee. Uh there is word that, you know, Gus Bus is like ready to come back any second now. So it's like how much workload is Drake really gonna get back there? So it, it it's like maybe maybe at the best hopes he's a one-week rental but you know you, it's really a crap shoot uh i think some other notables is like i can see somebody putting a nice bid on the new york jets defense surprisingly they have been actually a pretty good defense so far this year we've seen we see that we saw that against green bay and they're going up against this like absolutely miserable denver offense like oh my god did you watch the game last night this uh, honestly like i i sometimes i i actually ask myself like why the fuck am i watching these denver primetime (laughs) games like is it really because of fantasy or i love football because like it it really makes no sense sometimes like uh, but the most surprising part was i know denver's defense is good but how the hell was herbert and the chargers offense just as miserable as that denver offense it blows my mind because how does, how does Herbert throw 57 passes and not one touchdown? It makes no sense. Like, it, it sums up so far this season in the NFL and, and the type of pro, uh, like production we've seen in these offenses so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, of, of course, Kite mentions the Bears playing on, on Monday night, this, this upcoming weekend. You know, I'm fired up for that. It's going to be a good game beating, beating the Patriots. I'm telling you, the Bears are going to score 35 points mark my words.
0: You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they keep Zappi there uh, since he did like he did have a solid performance against the Cleveland and then, you know, this, this yeah, who knows what kind of game this is going to be. <laughs> honestly, who can predict the NFL nowadays? Like, even Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beating Tampa Bay, like who would have thought, right? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's literally a crapshoot and honestly, like, this ties perfectly into the next segment, uh, which is Paul's China Bunk Picks. Like, Paul, uh, my so- sorry for not getting you on the picks last uh, last week. Uh, but the way the NFL is in these games, I really don't know how you're gonna have a positive winning losing record. Um, but here, everybody, here's Paul's China Buck picks.
1: Editor's note: Paul did not record his picks this week.
0: All right, so that was his picks. Uh, so I t- uh, off off chat, I was talking to Paul, and I said that now that I'm host, I'm gonna actually keep track. Of his win-loss ratio on the picks that he gives the league and to our listeners, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna make a bet with him. Like I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna call him out. Like if his win-loss ratio to the picks is under like point three fifty, like he has to do the league something. He it's like you give us free car washes at his car wash pass, or like he has to pay for our tickets uh, if he's gonna be giving us these picks. Because uh, yeah, we can't accept uh, bad picks out here. So we're gonna be calling out Paul's win-loss records going forward here. If it's uh.
1: if, if if it's if it's that bad, I'm just gonna just reverse his picks every single time. Paul, keep keep sending them the picks, man. We'll we'll keep track, and uh, depending on how you're doing, we'll just if you're doing badly, we'll swap out those picks and do the opposite. Of whatever you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be like uh, it's it's gonna be like kind of like the laughing stock, kind of like our league. Like uh, it's kind of turning into like people as good as my team has been putting up points like people want to face me because every person that has faced me in our league has skied, uh, scored the highest amount of points this week so like i i'm 100 percent in confidence that uh chris you're going to score the most points this week in the league just because you're going up
1: against me. <laughs> yeah i i appreciate that. And, that and that's what i'm feeling i i, I didn't uh, didn't need that boost right there but now i'm feeling that much better
0: <laughs> okay, so to finish off, we'll we'll go here into the week seven matchups. Uh, just like last week, we'll go matchup to matchup up and quickly just think who you think can take that uh, that game. Uh, so we'll start here with uh, Paul's uh, household names five and one going up against uh, Holland Oates uh, Nicholas's five and one team. So this is a this is a juggernaut match here We have two five and one teams. One of them is going to have to take the L uh, and and take uh, go down to five and two. Uh, looking at this matchup, who do you think has the edge here?
1: Yeah, it's it's probably the matchup of the week, really. I mean, I've seen two two decent teams going going at it like this, but uh, I I like I like Paul's team. I've been trying to poke him for for trades the the entire season, see so if he'll feel, get rid of Chase or or Samuel. But top top to bottom, it's uh, it, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so I see him I see him taking the edge here.
0: I, I'm going to actually go the opposite. I think Nicholas can take this one here. um Not so much because Nicholas is going to blow him away with points. I, I, I think Paul's team has a good chance to underperform here. Uh, I just see Kyle Murray going up against the New Orleans uh, defense. Uh, I think he can struggle there uh, to put up points. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know, against Baltimore, and when you have a divisional game, let's see how he does uh elliot can have an amazing game against detroit like he can definitely run coming off a good game but this might be a pollard game uh i think jamar chase he had an amazing game last week i think this could be a higgins week uh who knows and then well he definitely has to pick up a defense because as good as buffalo is he won't get him any points on the bye uh but (laughs) i i think i i i think Herbert's going to have a huge bounce back, especially against Seattle. Uh, I think that uh, you know each week that he recovers from the injury and maybe the embarrassment of losing, uh, or even though they won, an the embarrassment against uh, Denver. I think he can put up a solid game. Eckler is going to continue doing Eckler things. Uh, you know, Brees Hall has been an absolute stud so far. I, I think it'll be close, but I, I do think Nicholas will actually take the you on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just not really confident in the Lazard bateman dylan kind of trio that he's he's likely going to going to run out there in those in those spots so i still got to give it to you paul you might you might have terrible football picks but uh, you get a decent fancy team (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right so the next matchup we got tony's two and 14 and and tony man i know you don't listen to our podcast or you're very not vocal or active at all but you got to put something more more better than just team antonio like you, you come up with something my man uh you're going up against the, the lonely owen six uh, keen and me softly uh in this matchup is it pretty obvious who's going to win or or do you think kimbo's going to finally get his first win of the season
1: I'll be honest. I really don't even want to talk about this this matchup because this really doesn't matter to anyone at all, in my opinion. Unless you're rooting for Kimbo to get his first win, and you know what, I'll just go say you know he goes one and six and breaks the offer.
0: All right, and, and you know what, I'm I'm gonna give Kimbo Kimbo, despite how we might think about his trade, he was at least active this week in trying to do something about it. So let's give Kimbo the win here. Let's let's get him to one and six. All right, next matchup. We got Taylor Swift 2 and 4 going up against Taras Menage Tua. In this matchup, who do you think uh has the edge here? Uh sleeper is as of right now really giving the edge to uh to Steve to bounce back here.
1: Yeah, that's that's based on Taylor and and Swift coming back, but as much as as much as I talk shit about uh Steve's is uh, Steve's activities this last little while and beating them last week i i I gotta give it to him i just think uh magic run runs out a little bit and his his top heavy team underperforms and uh, we see steve coming with the win here
0: yeah i think so too like mixon has a juicy matchup against atlanta jt also has a juicy matchup against tennessee Uh, we'll see how Swift is against Dallas. I think he's going to be needed to be used a lot and, you know, we see the hot and cold Mike Williams, but again, against Seattle, I think Williams can have a monster game as well. We can see the hot side. So I, I, I'm going to give the lead to, uh, to Steve here to take this W as well.
1: Yeah. I'm i I'm a little jealous of, of Kenneth Walker. He's. He looks like a stud, um, but yeah, Najee Harris is just kind of plodding along this year. St. Brown, coming back from from injury, basically Olave coming back from from injury, and and Dobbins kind of uh, you know basically needs to hobble around these days too. So it's just it's it's not inspiring from Tanasa's team at this point.
0: Yeah, I think he he definitely looked out with Walker. Like he he is looking like a stud back there um and i i saw that last week on his first matchup i really was hoping that you know pete was gonna was gonna do a little committee back there at least for a week but that, i guess that's not the case i like, really loves his rook
1: and i said to hell with it let's go with
0: walker let's ride yeah pretty much all right next matchup we got our very lucky champion alan Farpenny, who's five and one going going up against uh, another lonely keep losing andre show me the mooney one and five uh, is it uh, well? First of all, Kite actually has to set his goddamn lineup. Uh, but just looking up and down both rosters, uh, who do you think has this uh, this matchup?
1: You know what, Kite's luck is is gonna run out. These 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 teams at the top that just I'm not I'm not convinced at at, uh, at that they're gonna be there come the end of the season. It's just they're they're so top heavy. And, and uh, Kite's been uh, propped up by the work of of Josh Allen all season, and he's not he's not playing. So I think Andre gets back to winning ways here, even without Cup. Um, I think uh, his guys are going to pick it up, and as long as he puts Etienne in the lineup and takes out Curtis Samuel, I think he will win.
0: Yeah, I'll give the edge to Andre here too, but I can totally see this being like a, a Andre winning like seventy six to like sixty nine type of, type of game
1: just just a greasy win
0: yeah which kind of has been what it's kind of been g- generally this whole season so far like not many theres there is only three teams in our league that has uh over a hundred points per average right now in the six weeks so that, that's pretty low uh compared to I think we normally are uh let's look here so we got the poop a lucky poop emoji who's three and three versus John's four and two obi John kenobi uh, in this matchup, it seems pretty lopsided right now that Sleeper has John winning this. Uh, do you agree with Sleeper, or do you see it being a little bit closer? No,
1: nope. John's team is trash. He's a trash manager. Danny's going to come out and win, and then he's going to go poop emoji, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, takes home the W. Christian McCaffrey goes off. Stevenson goes off. Lamb goes off. And this this guy, this random tight end, Dolcic, that he picked up out of nowhere, uh, maybe he sneaks in another touchdown. So. Poop emoji, you got my vote.
0: Shots fire to John's team. But you know what? I agree. I'm like, I said it last week. Aaron Rodgers is what? Meh? Like, I'm, I'm surprised he even has him as a starting quarterback. Like, hopefully he drops him and at least puts Goff in there. But even then, like, as your starting quarterback in this league, eh. I said it from the beginning. Edwards Hilaire is not going to be able to put up those numbers that he did in the beginning. He It's it's just not at, like too much high efficiency from the touchdowns. Last two weeks, five and three. And I think that's what we're going to see from Edwards Hilaire. He's going to fall back down to earth. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I think Danny's going to keep his streak going with Lem, uh, CMC, and Stevenson and take the W here. And then yep. finally, our matchup, This, if, if it's not the matchup of the week, it's at least the second matchup of the week. We got the Commander Chaos versus the Spitting Llamas. We, I know you said you're confident. Is there any hesitation or worry at all from what you see across on the other side?
1: yeah, I'm just trying trying to decide if I really want to be that invested into the Bears game on Monday and play Montgomery and maybe perhaps pick up the the Bears defense. so I'm really really setting myself up for uh, um, some despair there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confident Prescott's back, Jacob's back, Hawkinson's back. you're getting you're getting my full force this week, Mikey and whew, I don't know. I don't know it's, I, I'm gonna be like Predicting like a 40-point victory. That's what I, that's what I'm going for right here.
0: Yeah, like I, I you know, uh, my team has been pretty consistent. But, you know, I think Geno Smith will be fine in this game. Uh, I, I like the fact that even though Cook's on bye, I have Pierce to kind of fill in there. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little worried about sudden after uh, just seeing uh, how shit the Denver yeah, offense really has been.
1: Doesn't uh, inspire confidence.
0: <laughs> but I, I am happy I ended up stealing the New England defense, and I get to play them, especially when they're playing Chicago. Uh, but like, I know you're my opponent this week. But I, I really am curious. Like, do you plan on holding this Chargers defense? Like, I'm surprised you held on to them this long because they haven't really done much since Week One. Well, I ended
1: up actually just picking them up last week. I had I had the Broncos defense and I-, I I thought myself that the Chargers were gonna put up some some points on them because the Broncos defense um hadn't been playing too many tough opponents but uh yeah they showed their 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 true colors there and then they are kind of a force to be reckoned with even though they didn't put up too many points last week so i'm just going to kind of continue to play my defenses week to week and just hope for some points out of it because uh, I, I haven't been getting any points out of my qb or defense position really all, all year aside from last week so um kind of hoping whatever i, I land on <laughs> If the the luck is tilted my way, will work out. But that's that's the only thing. That's that's just I'm not really sure on. So,
0: yeah, I think the only way I have a chance really this week is if the fantasy gods finally aren't cruel to me. And you potentially get duds. Like if Hopkins pulls up a dud, Prescott just shows rust. Hopkins Hopkins shows uh, rust as well. We'll see. I think it will still be a a good matchup. But uh, uh, let's see if the fantasy gods kind of change. Uh, their favors towards a lot of our managers this season uh so with that said chris before we uh we call it off air uh you've been fired up all week to talk about the trades and, and your team and and the league is there any parting shots uh or to talk shit about anyone or anyone's team before we we head off the air
1: should i should i keep pilot piling poop emojis on steve's team and john's team or should I, or should i pick somebody else
0: totally up to you we usually shit on andre most of the time but you know andre's kind of shitting on himself at the one and five record uh so it's totally up to you what you want to do
1: <laughs> yeah i mean oh my god i could go up up and down this list and kimbo oh and six but i don't know what you're doing andre one and five you're just too easy of a target you know, who's this tony guy like who are we are we getting a new manager soon like what what are we doing here steve keep up the good trade work you're doing well mikey you got a good team <laughs> I'm not not, not going to lay into you at all, Danny. Keep up the good work. You're active. I like it. John, we you know my feelings on you. Tadas, um, it's a facade. You have a top-heavy team. Make some trades, bud. Kite, uh, you're too easy. It's we can't really yeah go after you too too, too too much. And the two guys at the top, you're five and one. You deserve it to be up there right now. So I'll give you that.
0: There you have it, guys. Uh, up and down the list. All right, Chris. Well, it was a pleasure to talk to you always about our, our leagues here uh, and our activity. Uh, I would say wish you the best of luck this week, but I'll give you all the wishes uh, after you beat me or after you face me, I should say. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, let's uh, send let's it off on a good note and uh, yep. let's see what happens this week. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: I'll talk to you guys next year.
0: <laughs> Cheers, guys.